0: Welcome to Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotto-Sullivan, your host today. I've been talking to people about their journey to inner wisdom, as well as exploring the many tools that assist us on the journey. As many of you have experienced, there are many tools, people, lessons, signs and messages, energy, accidents sometimes, coincidences, synchronicities, dreams and visions, and so much more to guide us on this journey. We're here to figure out who we are and why we're here. And each of our journey is unique and full of wonder and wisdom. Today I will focus on sound, vibration and sound baths with Jordan Scott and Gilda Farias. So welcome Jordan and Gilda.
1: Thank you, thank Thank you so much,
0: Crystal. Great to have you. So before we begin, I just want to introduce each of them. Uh, and tell you a little bit about them. And as we talk, you'll learn more. Jordan Scott is a holistic health practitioner, specializing in the spiritual and energetic healing arts of Reiki, shamanism, and vibrational healing. She's been exploring sound as a modality of healing since her first yoga teacher training in 2012, using mantra, breath, and toning to create specific effects on body, mind, and energy systems. Her connection to shamanism furthered her discovery of sound and song as a powerful healing tool, and she has been cultivating the power of her own voice for over a decade. She has studied holistic resonance healing in 2019, which expanded her understanding of the healing potential of conscious vibration. She offers public and private sound bathing sessions and integrates sound therapy to all of her treatments. She is also a reflexologist and holistic health counselor. Jordan created a state of health, a holistic healing center and yoga studio in 2019 with her mother, Heather Scott, where she has drawn together several gifted practitioners and teachers to facilitate healing and growth for the community. Connection to nature and the healing potential within all of us continues to guide her on her path of learning, sharing, and loving. Welcome again, Jordan. Thank you. And Jilda, classically trained vocalist Gilda Farias has been a performer since birth, always putting on a show whenever and wherever encouraged. I can just see that (laughs) (laughs) four-year-old. This innate interest led to many opportunities studying the performing arts throughout adolescence and early adulthood. From joining community theater groups, performing musical theater classics, and entertaining folks with her favorite songs in retirement communities, to later on competing in music festivals and performing roles in operas in a range of different languages. Her love of storytelling has also deepened with experience. Since graduating in 2012 from the Cleveland Institute of Music with a Bachelor of Music in Vocal Performance, her community involvement, specifically her time conducting community choirs and musical theater groups, has piqued interest in the health benefits of vocal arts from improving breath control, increasing vagal tone, and and processing difficult emotions, and her mission to share amazing abilities of the human voice and help others claim their birthright to express themselves through song. Welcome, Gilda. Welcome both. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. (laughs) So we're gonna talk about vibration and sound and voice. But before we do that, I just I would like each of you to talk a little bit about your journey to this point, because I'm sure there's more to the story than that little biography. And I'm sure there were moments of clarity in, in your journey of, oh, this is really calling me. You know, I think it's always interesting when someone is um, kind of born with that deep desire like you are, Jilda. It's like you just knew probably at an early age, you, your voice was your biggest gift, and to use it. I have a granddaughter like that, but hers is art. I think she kind of came out of the womb with like a pencil in her hand to draw, you know? (laughs) It's kind of like that thing. So, But I know that each of you, um, there were probably turning points as well where you made decisions. So I'm I'm just gonna let you each talk about your journey to this point, and then we can get more specifically into the vibration and the sound.
2: Who would like to start? Jordan, you wanna kick us off?
1: Sure, I'll kick us off. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, uh, I'd say that uh, song has been an important part of my life from growing up. Uh, mm. While I didn't have that uh, initial, you know, gift within me to to blossom into, you know, the healing arts of, of through singing like Jilda did. Um, music was important in my household my dad used to sing to us as we were going to sleep. And that was just, you know, Mm -hmm. part of my daily life, right? Um, And then I think, you know, just living and growing up in a household where singing was uh, allowed and encouraged. And, you know, having that as an example really helped me to feel more comfortable in exploring my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it wasn't until like I, wrote to you before like i think it was during my first yoga teacher training when i first noticed the power in using your voice and how that can create a holistic shift for yourself Mm -hmm. um one of the strongest uh points that stands out to me was when i was in a uh, a class setting and we were all chanting this mantra the word is ma and it's a it's a creative sound the sound of life like rising and it was this continuous chant that the group was doing so we all kind of started and then because we're all different where our breath would end we'd just pick up and begin again so it became this continuous wave like like sound moving through the group Mm. and um it gave me chills throughout my body it made me feel as if I was being held by something sacred Mm. and that was really uh like a pivotal moment I think I had a not like a intellectual aha but a visceral you know intuitive aha this is Big whoa there's something to this, and so I started to use mantra a little bit more in my own practices uh, teaching students to embrace mantra not to be afraid of using their voices in class. Um, And I think yeah that was probably one of the biggest moments where I started to understand that your voice and sound can be incredibly healing and connect you to something deeper. um. And then I think in my shamanic studies, uh, that was another really important time for me in in starting to really uh, understand the healing potential in using your voice and sound and song. Um, Because my own power animal gave me a song in one of my journeys. And this was a, a soul song. This was like a, I call it a power song. And it was a way for me to very quickly connect with my higher self. Mm-hmm. So calling my spirit to be really embodied in my physical manifestation and, and to feel the vibration or to feel the energy of my potential, I guess. It's like more than just my mind, more than just my mm-hmm. concept of who I am, my persona and my physical body. It was. An experience of something soulful you know mm-hmm. and so that was like another really huge moment for me where i felt so connected um, to spirit or source that divine consciousness however that feels for you whether you think of that as god or allah spirit um, and so I, I started to really hold on to that and use it more frequently in my treatments, um, just use it more frequently in my own spiritual practice. And I feel like it really accelerated things for me. Um, so it was like these, these little seeds got planted and these moments happened. And that just kind of opened up my awareness, expanded my awareness. And so naturally, I, I like to study. So I like to dive in and understand it a little bit more Mm -hmm. and explore Mm -hmm. in groups and classes and things like that. So um, I think that's kind of, those were the big pushes to get me to where I am now and using sound as a healing modality and sound bathing and vibrational healing sessions and, Mm -hmm. and my own spiritual practice. Cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, it it makes me think of, um, you know, growing up with song um, and uh, Jilda, I'm sure w- using your voice, you'll, well, I think both of you will appreciate this, but when you think about moms holding their babies
1: or dads
0: and and singing lullabies, but I can remember when my kids were little, my husband would sing and he would say he doesn't really have a singing voice, but he would sing this deep and it would his like he vibrate and the kids would just calm right down and he would sing old man river like mm, mm, this deep vibration
2: (laughs) and the kids would just fall asleep and so masculine so safe (laughs) yeah
0: exactly it's like in the cave they were in the cave and they were safe you know but i think that um so often we really do have a lot of music around us but but we don't really um pay attention to it often like I think about even in the morning when the birds are singing oh my goodness it's like amazing to hear them I don't always appreciate it you know at five in the morning but (laughs) it's really wonderful to 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 be in tune with all of that vibration yeah it's
2: It's amazing story Yes, absolutely. One one thing too, just a note on the birds, it's amazing how, you know, with the changing of the seasons, they bring us into that, you know, it's like, it's That's spring, right. wake up, let's get going. <laughs> That's right, get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get up and get at them. So, um i was i was thinking about my my pivotal experiences obviously um there was this t- time when i was i was definitely a solo artist i would sing without an audience. And it was the one of the most wonderful things. I grew up, my dad, he had this amazing 500 disc CD player, oh. full of any music that you wow. could like, you know, think wow. of so many different kinds. And it would be on random. And, you know, I'd be dancing around this uh, living room. We had this beautiful living room with big cathedral ceilings. And I would try and make as much noise as possible. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I don't think that you know the the art and the craft of, of finesse, all that had not come into play at that point yet, and I'm sure that's probably why I was uh, gifted singing lessons at an early young age. <laughs> <laughs> So I was always wanting to make a lot of big sound. Um, And then through that, you know, being recognized by teachers um, that uh, came along my path. I was really able to push the boundary of where, like, how big can I make my sound? And ultimately that brought me to opera. But Mm. if I'm thinking about, you know, a very pivotal moment in the experience of making energy exchange and performance um, was definitely the very first time I ever got up on stage um because i was so used to being my own performer Mm -hmm. um i remember i recall the lights going up and feeling like hundreds of eyes like on the back of me um Mm because my back was towards the audience uh in my first experience and uh i started playing a little piano on the stage and this was a a production a local production of the music man and uh i was amorous and i could just feel the energy of the audience being um just given to me and uh and I was kind of hooked from there from that moment Um, it was it was an experience that you know with this audience's energy being so giving and open uh especially in community theater most people are there to like you know support and it's like just this full open experience. And so, yeah, that was definitely the moment when I got hooked on performing and really feeling that energy exchange, because to me, that's that's what um, making sound oftentimes in story form is song. That's what I see, uh, song as. And mm. so having that ability to communicate on a deeper level with um, emotions and having that amazing exchange with an audience mm-hmm. was later something that uh, I experienced through music festivals, through going to auditions, and uh, and so that's what really got me on the path of. Uh, being a musician. However, I think on another side of things, this was, um, it was, oh, it was a musical journey, but it was always also a spiritual journey because mm. layered within um, the study of singing for me was the, the a- analysis of poetry and texts from centuries. Mm. And, and so com- um, connecting with different artistic minds throughout throughout time uh, that we have recorded, um, gave me this um, little bit of um, extra knowledge that came along with my singing studies that I feel really informed um, who I was as a performer, um, and how 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 deep I would go with my performance and my song and my sharing, and so one thing that uh, is always something that I uh, love the experience of is when I'm singing, especially when there's young young folks out in the audience, like say two or three, you know, um, I tend to focus my energy on, on, on these little ones, um, as I'm singing, because you can see within their face, how open they are to receiving your sound, to receiving your story and, uh, and so that's something that led me to, um, wanting to work with, uh, some younger students as well. So, um, through my journey, I, uh, when I graduated, I wasn't performing as much, and then I wasn't sure how to use all this wonderful knowledge that I have. Um, but fortunately I was living in a community where, um. I was I was put to work as as we were in northern BC. And so mm-hmm. there weren't many singing teachers. And and so as soon as uh, one person heard that, you know, oh, there's a singing teacher in town, then I like I could have as, as, as many students as I wanted. And it was wonderful because I was able to really share uh, my love for storytelling, my love for making big sound, challenging mm-hmm. people to uh, use their vocal instrument in ways that uh, they didn't think was possible. They thought that was only for, um, you know, the person on an opera stage or mm-hmm. something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, My journey definitely has shifted from one of uh, being very passionate about audience exchange to being very passionate about sharing that knowledge and wisdom over time that I've learned with um, using singing as a tool to fully express yourself, to fully come into your body as as it was meant to resonate in this beautiful world. So. Mm -hmm that really um that's where where I'm at these days and it was such a wonderful journey to um to experience teaching uh on a different level with many different ages um and uh yeah so that's that's well, my that's my little journey so far <laughs> that's, great. that's great well it's interesting
0: because um i've been thinking about sound and how um I mean the use of sound is ancient in terms of sound bath we sometimes we think oh this is a fairly recent type of 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 development or tool that we have but it it has been around for a long time right
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's in terms of the sound bath experience i mean yeah. obviously voice and vibration has been around for a long time but you know i think of, i think about um you know the tibetan singing bowls have been around for centuries right and mm-hmm. so I think that it's something that we're coming back to and the other thing it makes me yeah. think of is that we've been so focused on on being head-centered like mm-hmm. everything is in our mind and I don't know if you're aware of the human design system my last two podcasts are, were on that and <laughs> you know we've shifted
2: so familiar um,
0: <laughs> we've shifted from head authority to body. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why people are now becoming so attracted to sound because that's where we feel the vibration, right? It's, it's in our body. You can't think through sound. I mean, you can analyze it, but you don't experience it unless it's in your whole body right
2: yeah yeah and i think that that link to emotion as well and where we hold Mm. things in our body is also very relevant to this conversation with um getting out of that seven centered being all up being in our head and then down now we're down into our nine centered being in our body and all of us are different in how we are all experiencing things but i think that something that brings us together and connects us uh in an amazing way which nothing else can is creating sound together um and now that we have technology we are able to know what is happening in the body when Mm -hmm. when that's happening previously it was just a knowing of of We do this and we feel this and we feel better. But now we know, you know, our our heartbeats sync up. There's a boost of dopamine. Um, There are so many things that um, help to align our bodies when we are creating sound together um, that it can really pull us into this wonderful state of balance. Um,
0: Yeah. 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 And, And, you know, talking about emotion is so interesting because I can remember as a kid, my, my dad, I, I, I'm Eastern European. And so I think it's partly that too. Like my dad wasn't afraid to cry, but he would be listening to a choir or, or a, a, some type of a musical performance. And he would just cry, like he would just cry. And I mean, I do that too. If I, if I hear a song, it just, I have absolutely no control. My mind is just can't, it just hits my body Hits my emotions and i think that's the beauty of vibration is that it really mm-hmm. it, it it goes past your mind into your mm-hmm. core yeah and and yeah. you have this amazing experience
1: yeah that well it's it's working on on two levels there mm-hmm. right because you you're having that uh visceral sensation that physical in body experience of vibration affecting your energy fields and and affecting your energy uh, meridians and your chakras Mm -hmm. so a moving piece of music you know maybe including vibrations or frequencies that are unlocking channels for yourself and getting things flowing and moving and then you have kind of this like there's you know neuroscientific aspect of it too Mm -hmm. where Sound is so intrinsically linked with memory and emotion when we're processing sound we have like that that's still going through our limbic system it's still going through our our hypothalamus our brain is processing it so some of these sounds will be triggering up memories for us or emotions because they've been uh, associated with them in the past. And so this is another way that we can use sound as healing actually, because sometimes it's helpful to have those sounds or different songs that will bring you back to a a happy memory or a a beautiful moment in your life, a connection with someone that you had. Mm -hmm. But then there are also sounds that will bring up uncomfortable feelings. Right. And so once we have an awareness of that association, well, we can work with that and start to retrain the way that we process that, we can start to change the associations consciously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we have a it's it's a pretty powerful uh, tool we can use to either bring us back to a place of self soothing and comfort, or to face the discomfort and start to mm-hmm. break down that neural pathway and rewire. Yeah, and that's the
2: wonderful blessing of neuroplasticity right like
1: um we
2: you know we are so able to and this is something that they have done research studies on Mm -hmm. is people who sing every day versus people who don't sing every day what do uh their neural pathways what are the certain strengths that are developed over time Mm -hmm. um however anyone can can Then get the benefits of singing, but it's uh, the build up over time and those strengthening of specifically because when you sing both sides of your brain are actually engaged, right? You have your left and right brain working your right brain creatively cross and Uh, tying together the emotions and and the uh, creative aspect and that left brain thinking about the language aspect and and Mm -hmm. all of that and the mathematical side of music too right it's all patterns and Mm -hmm. so it is this amazing thing that we do as humans or have the capability to do as humans um to really strengthen that cross-brain neural network um which then gives us amazing um, capabilities to be resilient, to be um, to have this uh, improved vagal tone, um, which we're, we 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 kind of talked about, uh, touched on in my bio a little bit. But when we're talking about vagal tone, it's this um, it's the key kind of to that parasympathetic nervous system. The the vagus nerve is that information highway that links all of our our Um, major organs together Mm -hmm. um, and is feeding information both ways constantly uh, to our brain, uh, which then allows us to stay safe. So neuroception is always scanning um, our environment. And so someone with an improved vagal tone is able to go from a stressed fight or flight state um very quickly back to that nice rest digest um and so that this is another just bonus reason why you know we can have a daily singing practice or a daily mantra or daily chanting anything that will get that voice and vocal flow moving um to improve our our nervous system health our mental health all of those things yeah so so jilda um so, you're
0: talking about using your voice to tone the the vagus nerve, so um if you're listening to music, does that also help to tone it, or does it come from internal
2: it is it, uh, it is an internal um mechanism, so even gargling salt water will do this as well. There are many other mm. things that will create vocal tone um Uh, Also cold therapy, if that's your thing, if cold showers are your thing. Um, (laughs) But it is an internal mechanism. So, you know, listening can put someone in a parasympathetic state um, and give them that that momentarily uh, nice relaxing state to be experiencing. However, the actual act of singing Will create kind of like a massage in this area. Um, so we have the vagus nerve. There's an, a very big cluster kind of close to the voice box, and so you can give nice massage here as well. And that's also said to be very good for that vocal tone. But then also we have um, the just the ability to hum and sing creates vibration specifically in this area, but throughout your whole body and as we are holistic, full, interconnected, uh, being all of those effects uh, play um, into that uh, whole vagal toning mechanism.
0: Oh, interesting. The um, having done your workshop, I I now um, I chant in the shower.
1: Nice. Yes, <laughs> yes yeah, place great. because
0: there's this nice echo coming back. Yeah. And it's, it's
2: my really. favorite place to practice singing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great. I, I need to learn more about that, the 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 vagal turn in the vagus nerve because um a friend of mine out in, in Penticton, BC has done a lot of studying that and it just kind of keeps popping up. So I need to really look look into that that's that's so interesting so the um I mean there are a lot of benefits and you're talking about one of them being you know the balancing of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system what are some of the other benefits of of sound bath or sound in general
1: well I think that the the biggest I think maybe most important effect is that it is uh, restorative for your nervous system mm. so whether you are singing and as jilda said even listening to sound can help to induce that parasympathetic nervous uh mm. activation um it can be really restorative for you um so singing or experiencing sound bathing um it's on one hand, replenishing. So usually people who are who have been singing, they feel relaxed, mm-hmm. right? they feel calm. Um, even if the song is, you know, an exciting jam, they are connecting with their breath more and, mm. and just like giving nice mm-hmm. good uh, endorphins throughout the body. So you get a really good uh, calming sensation throughout the body. Um, but I think another side of it that can be really helpful is uh, removing blocks for us Mm -hmm. helping us to shift our own energy so we can change our energetic state and again from like a holistic perspective whatever's happening in your psyche so Mm -hmm. your your emotional state what activities going on in your mind in that moment even physically what you're going through any conditions that you might be struggling with um we can see that or we can sense and feel it in the energy system as well Mm -hmm. and so sound is one form of vibration that can directly affect our energy when we shift our energy we also can help to relieve some of that stress in the mind or reduce some of the anxiety we can elevate and shift energy to help reduce depression Um, even if it's just for that duration of time, right? Um, And then we can also help to uh, uncoil some of the energetic blockages that might be related to those physical conditions. Mm. Um, Because from a yogic perspective, when uh, the the first uh, time that we notice any illness or disease is through the energy body through the energy system. And when we, you know, usually we, on a normal basis, we're living busy lives. We're trying to keep up with our (laughs) productivity and keep things going. And so we might not slow down and take enough time to really notice those things on that subtle level. Then, you know, eventually those things start to build and maybe we start to have some emotional or psychological manifestation of that. And If we kind of ignore it long enough, then it becomes a physical problem that we have to deal with. Mm. So through sound or through energy or vibrational healing, we can kind of work to uh, you know undo those effects, bring it all the way back and and by initiating change through the energy system. Mm. So your, your own voice can be doing this. You know, singing bowls can do this. Mm. Our gong can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, rain sticks, rattles, drumming. A piano, a violin, any type of instrument, really. If if you're using it, um, you know, mindfully, then you can use it to shift your own energy and to change your uh, psycho-emotional state and improve your your physical body as well.
0: Well, this this uh, just this just popped into my mind, but um, one of the things I really hate to do is housework. I like I hate. Yeah. <laughs> But if I put on some really good dance music, everything changes. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah. yeah you just yeah. have to
2: pull the old Mary Poppins trick, right? A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine there go down. Go.
1: There you go. You know,
2: oh, uh, yeah. just sing a song and it'll all just go by quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we should, we, you know, definitely have taken this in to all, all of our, you know, psyches through Disney, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I, maybe maybe it's this element of of like you know you are your own Disney princess and just lit like you know <laughs> we we can all sing to the birds and the animals and be Snow White or more um... <laughs> be the Wicked Witch. <laughs> or that too, and th- so that's an that's another element that I love about incorporating within, um, you know, is music musical experimentation is mm-hmm. taking on different characters like. I'm not someone who, you know, uh, in my everyday life is, you know, an angry person, but that doesn't mean I don't experience anger. And so how can I use music to amplify feelings that maybe I have at a smaller level and really allow that to let them go? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a really cool thing. And that's where I see what Jordan was just touching on with, the intention piece. It's like, we have, we create the intention for all of this to have the most uh, powerful effect,
1: I feel. Yeah, exactly. I think that's an important thing um, that you're mentioning, like giving yourself permission to express Mm -hmm. those uncomfortable or undesirable emotions or feelings in a safe, controlled way. Like I'm using Um, song or I'm going to listen to that sad song when I'm feeling really low because I want to allow myself to experience where I'm at in that moment. And by doing that, it can move, right? It shifts and you're not like stuck there. Maybe, you know, you have that, you know, five minutes of feeling really yucky because you're singing that song. And then the next song comes on. You've allowed that it's space. You've honored that emotion, right? good absolutely
0: good point okay I'm realizing that I know what a sound bath is but I don't know that everybody knows what a sound bath is so let's talk a little (laughs) bit about what constitutes a sound bath experience
1: okay yeah I'm glad that you asked that too because a lot of times people do um, who've never heard of it will say like do I have to be naked for this (laughs) no No, you keep your clothes off oh no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so a sound bath is really like an immersion in sound waves that can be extremely cleansing um it can be replenishing it can be restorative and it can also be exciting um so yeah sound bathing is truly like it sounds you are just bathing in sound you're being fully immersed in it and you're um also setting a mindful intention to allow the sound to wash over you to move through you um so sound bathing is a it's a wonderful experience if you, if if you, any of you haven't had one before who's listening like i highly recommend it yes yes, no matter yes. where you are and, mm-hmm. and as crystal mentioned is becoming more uh well known again as a as an important practice a lot of these ancient wisdom techniques do circle back and into our consciousness into our awareness and we and we like to play them out again Um, so sound bathing usually includes you know you just lying down uh resting supported by props and you know, covered up, feeling comfortable, and then a practitioner using various instruments to create a soundscape, to fill the environment with sound um, in an intentional way. So a sound bath may have a bit of a story or a journey through it. Mm where you know we start out perhaps uh, feeling as if we're being rained on or about the rain stick happening and the rattles and there's a moodiness to it maybe a storm is brewing and this kind of allows the the body and mind to enter into a dreamlike state where we're allowing the storm of our own emotion to rise to the surface and be Swept away, maybe into the waves, right? Got the ocean drum going, perhaps. So, and then there could be a moment of ease and grace, and maybe we're using singing bowls to elicit feelings of, you know, spiritual connection and um, and flow. Uh, So, lots of different uh, instruments might come into play. I also use grounding sounds. So I'll use mm. my drum um, or I'll use chimes to help like bring us back into the body. Um, so sound bathing is quite an experience. It can feel like you're a part of a theatrical experience. and. Mm. I oft, I love the comments that I get afterwards after doing a sound bath. You know, some people feel like they were out in space or some people feel like they're just floating on an ocean or that they don't even have any attachment to their body any longer.
0: <laughs> you know, some
1: some people have very uh, visceral sensations. They'll feel the vibrations as, you know, tingling at the crown of their head or you know, a weight Uh, in their chest until it moves you know until the sound changes into something else Um, and other people you know will cry they'll allow that expression of emotion maybe some of the sounds help to release some grief you know yeah Um, so there's the thing is that's interesting is that no sound bath is ever the same that's right you know it always changes because we're changing we're always in a state of of change. And so a practitioner is going to enter into a room, probably with, you know, in at least in in my own experience, I've got a a rough idea of where I'm headed with this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The the bottom line, the bottom intention is always to, you know, do no harm, and, Mm -hmm. and to provide whatever is needed for those people at that moment. Um, But yeah, things always change because of how the feel of the room is of how, you know, maybe some pers- some people entered and they're really needing to rest or maybe right. some people entered and they're super anxious. So, you know, it, it always kind of changes the way that the soundscape is structured. Um, yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> so thank you. That was great. And so if some, so a sound bath is, you you just kind of go in and you have a certain intention, but people could also come to you for like a vibrational healing session, correct? And is that, would you you characterize that differently? What are the similarities? What's your focus for a vibrational healing session?
1: So a vibrational healing session does incorporate sound bathing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll still be using a plethora of instruments and my own voice to help uh, shift energy to restore the nervous system and to help you release, uh, energetic blocks or stagnancies. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also use the modalities of Reiki and shamanic Mm -hmm. healing in a vibrational healing session. Um, so I'm using, you know, direct, um, channeling of energy, Mm-hmm. I do an energetic assessment as well. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, as I'm guiding you into relaxation, I'm checking through your energy system mm-hmm. to see, you know, where are their imbalances? Is there anything that this person's ready to let go of that I can help specifically with? Um, there is an offering of Reiki and using the technique of shamanism, I'm also calling in that person's spiritual guides, as well as Mm -hmm. my own, to support in the facilitation of spiritual healing. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's more at play in a vibrational healing session, it's much more individualistic. So I do sessions for, you know, one, one person at a time, up to Mm -hmm. a maximum of eight people. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes people, you know, will come to me and it's a family unit and they've right. all gone through something, they all yeah. need some yeah. support. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, some friends who, I mean, who who hasn't experienced like yeah. stress and, and difficult yeah. times, right? We could all use some help sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I do keep it in small groups so that I can be much more focused.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. and I, the- i'm just thinking of my own experience um my gosh it's probably five or six years ago of an individual session that i had and how in the experience the um you like you really kind of lose a sense of time and space and also worlds you know it's like the wall kind of disintegrates and then there's an expansion yeah because i felt that as I was having the experience, it was kind of like there was a a dome, and my relatives were around me. It was really quite extraordinary. It was very, very powerful. And of course, you know, I thought, okay, was I asleep? Was I dreaming? I thought, no, that was that was really happening because it was so, I mean, my body was just vibrating from the experience. it was it was it's pretty amazing. I mean, I would recommend anyone experience both the the sound bath as well as the vibrational healing session because we all have blocks everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere the um so there was another thing that i wrote down i just wanted to to um okay so one one of the things too that's really important about um sound bathing is it's not just the using your voice but it's also using your breath So maybe talk a little bit about what that, what that, what's that about using our breath? I mean, obviously breath is essential.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Well, like the beginning of sound all starts with a big breath in, right? Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, In the beginning there was the word we had to breathe, right? There was that breath of life that, that, that came first. So, um breathing helps us to well in in many different ways and when it comes to using our voices and using our voices for sound healing um but for one thing it helps us to tone our diaphragm like conscious Mm. breathing using uh Mm -hmm. pranayama or or breath control techniques uh helps us to tone our diaphragm so that we can really expand our lung capacity and start breathing deeper fuller breaths Mm -hmm. um and this can allow us to manipulate how we're using our sound, how much power or projection we're using, how Mm. long uh, or the rhythm that we're going to be using that voice with or, you know, to get us into the deep range, we have to take a deep breath and really, you know, like, uh, you know, be able to (laughs) hold that big open tone and we also have to use our breath in a different way to get up into higher pitches and jilda can certainly speak more to this but yeah i think breath is extremely important especially if we're going to use it for um creation of mantra and and changing our our awareness or expanding our awareness rather of what's going on in our body in the first place Mm -hmm. Yes, I do kind of I do think we're kind of talking about two aspects here,
2: you know, like the taking in of sound and the putting out of sound. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like when we're talking about um, breath in in reference to a sound bath, you know, if you're experiencing sound and experiencing that wonderful sound of a symphony of of noise being uh put all around your your body through your energetic field it's more of you're coming into awareness right of of your breath and what what is this sound making my breath do is it shallow is it oh that rattle is kind of allowing a lot just not allowing me to really breathe deep in into like my whole pelvic floor you know because it's creating anxiety within my body. What is that telling me? What is this information? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, what I love about the uh, using mantra in my own uh, practice is that you're using the breath to then uh channel the sound right so um instead of the sound being the input you're creating that output but then you're creating that vibratory resonance with your own instrument Mm -hmm. allowing it to resonate out from within and uh i think that there's something extremely powerful about that because it really does bring us into um this uh state of knowing within ourselves or a connection to the uh to spirit uh for me personally um there have been i think my my most um spiritual moments that I've, I've had in my life, you know, whether I can think of a few while being on stage and having that energetic exchange with people. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's because I'm resonating this sound out from my core of my Mm -hmm. being and, and as a very open energetic channel that has created that this specific vessel to then allow it to ring freely and communicate clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, it other people are able to have that experience from my own my own creation of sound and what a gift if we are then creating it together allowing us ourselves to resonate out and uh let our our vibratory resonance affect others and also ourselves i think that that's it's just it's a very powerful thing and so we do see that the that choirs in Canada, like there are many community choirs. Mm -hmm. And so something if you want, if you want to find a connection to your community, uh, highly recommend. Uh, I was not a choir person growing up, and I am slowly been turned into a choir person over time with this knowledge that you know we um, we as humans are social beings we are craving that connection and I definitely think over the last few years we felt the absence of that connection in a really dear way that yes. informed how we want to show up now in the future um, and coming together so, I think that the breath is 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 yeah obviously where it all starts but uh it's the fuel to the car but you know it <laughs> it doesn't end there and it just it just keeps on continuing to grow um mm-hmm. from there. In
0: a moment we'll talk about where where uh people can experience a sound bath with you. But before we talk I talk about that um Could we do a little exercise for people, either a mantra or a breath exercise, um, just to kind of give them a taste of what they might experience?
1: Oh, sure. What do you think? Mm. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: Well, actually, the first thing that came to mind was just uh, like bumblebee breath.
2: So Mm. we can start
1: humming and feeling our vibration, like just opening up our own connection to, to our sound yeah and and that and also this is a really great bagel
2: toning exercise yeah so it's, perfect. It works in many ways
1: yeah and this is it's super accessible like every single human being with a vocal box can do this <laughs> right and it, it deepens yeah. our connection to our breath mm-hmm. so in this practice we just sit with a nice straight spine we relax our feet down onto the floor we start to notice how we're breathing and where we're breathing in the body. If it feels right, you can close your eyes for a moment. If you'd rather have the eyes open, just look down into your lap. Feeling the belly expand as we breathe in. And feeling the belly come back towards the spine as we exhale. just continue to feel your own flow and rhythm of breath and in a moment all that we will add into this is a little hum on our exhale so you're going to start buzzing a little bit like a bumblebee you may notice that physical vibration around your nose your forehead your throat You might feel it down your shoulders and in your chest. And you may even feel it resonating deep in your belly. So let's give it a try for a few rounds. We'll breathe in through the nose. And hum out our exhales. Mm -hmm. Let's do two more times. Mm. Just hold the breath in for a brief moment. Notice how you feel in the body and slowly exhale. Allowing your breath to return to its natural rhythm.
0: Yeah oh, I could feel the vibration on the vagus nerve. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Wow. Wow.
1: It's so transformative, eh? Within a few rounds, you already start to calm the body down. If you had any anxiety in your belly, you were probably relaxing that a little bit. It really clears your mind because you just creating a louder vibration.
2: <laughs> I that that was one thing that I really noticed with it yeah. is the clarity. Mm. And even kind of yeah, it gives you this awakening feeling too, you know, if you're feeling a little lethargic, right? True, Coming into true. that You know, and just allowing and feeling the sound, you know, tickling in within your face mask, your throat into your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little massage too. Yeah,
0: and what a great exercise if someone is is working in a stressful situation, just to get up, go for a little walk, do that exercise, Mm -hmm. or find a corner and just sit and do that. Like, what did we do it for? Like forty five seconds, and it just lifted. It was yeah. amazing. Thank it's, you. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: My pleasure. Yeah. i love to yeah. share this stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: And just real briefly, what is a mantra? Can you talk about that, Jilda?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a mantra... Um, There are a few different, you know, depending on what lineage you're uh, coming from, there are a few different ways to interpret this. One that I have heard uh, that I really like the interpretation of is uh, man is mind and tra is motion. So, or uh, also, I've heard it uh, translated as vehicle. So, a mantra can be a vehicle for your mind to uh, help you focus a certain intention, creating uh, a very specific um, uh, intention with your breath and with sound. Uh, so, a mantra can be uh, traditional in that it is in Gurmeki or different languages. Mm. Um, and, many different um, um, ways to create a mantra you can also create your own mantra with just a very sacred word that um, means something very deep to you um, and so uh, there you know we can recite uh, or create our own, own mantras which is a wonderful um, wonderful thing um, and can create that that kind of framework for intention behind this power of sound that we have
0: cool and it it just makes me think of how historically mantras have always been present for humans you know whether it's around a fire or if it was in a monastery or wherever that chanting is really a part of of who we are isn't it Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so so do you have upcoming offerings that you could tell people about
1: Well, we We certainly do. do. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So, well, first off, um, Crystal invited us to do this beautiful podcast um, after she took part in our Power of Sound workshop that Mm -hmm. Jilda and I paired up to do. Um, So we're doing it again. We'll be offering it again in September. I just want to make sure I don't mess up my dates. Uh, September 16th.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Uh,
1: we'll be pairing up again, this dynamic duo that we mm-hmm. have here, <laughs> awesome. offering our power of sound. Um, and in that workshop, we do explore um, different avenues of sound healing, um, we go a little bit more in depth into how to use your voice using mantra using breath and uh, using all of these techniques combined to explore different yogic techniques in um addressing our own energy system using sound um, and then there's also a sound immersion or a sound bathing experience as well um so that's a, a fun workshop for those interested mm-hmm.
2: we, we kind of keep like to keep it very informative and experiential yes. so there's a little bit of both going on
1: yeah, yeah we have a lot of group exercises that we play out together
0: it's it, i highly recommend it it was really a great experience because I, I i like to to learn about what's happening, as well as experience it. And it was a great balance. Excellent.
1: Cool. Thank you. Um, So that's coming up. And then I have a uh, magic of mantra uh, workshop coming up as well. And that'll be on July eighth. So we dive in a little bit deeper into what mantra is, a little bit about history of use of uh, mantra, but also how we use mantra today. Um, how we can start incorporating it into our daily lives. Um, we'll uh, do a little uh, tidbit on some really important mantras that we use a lot in different yogic practices, um, their meanings, their effects and then we'll explore personal mantras and creation of mantras that are more individualistic for us. So that'll Great. be fun. Great. And then uh, we do have our public sound bathing. Uh, as well, so it's typically the first Friday of every month. Uh, so the one in May is full already, but we've got June second, July seventh, and August fourth are the next upcoming sound bathing sessions that you're welcome to join in. And they fill up very quickly. They
0: do, <laughs> yeah, I tried absolutely. to get it difficult yeah. to get in, so make your reservations
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Plan ahead. Right. Uh, Yeah. And then just one other thing I thought I'd pop in here also is that I offer a gong meditation class every Saturday morning. So the gong is a really, really interesting instrument to be used for sound healing. Um, So this is a guided meditation or uh, rather we discuss different forms of meditation, different types. So Mm -hmm. each week we kind of mix it up and try on a different meditation. Um, and I play the gong while we're meditating and during shavasana, so that's a really nice option. That's every Saturday morning at nine thirty at Estate of Health. So, if you're interested, you can join us.
0: Fantastic, mm-hmm. and I will. Um, I'm going to put the link on so the at the end of the podcast and uh, the YouTube video, so that people know where to contact you at Estate of Health okay. and are able to access these wonderful offerings that you have. Thank Any you. last words?
2: I This was so wonderful, just sharing in our excitement of sound. It's just been so lovely. I always love to just talk about anything frequency-related. So thank you for inviting us.
1: You're very Excellent. welcome.
0: Yeah, sing on. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you both. And thank you to our listeners today. Um, I think that after listening to Jilda and Jordan, I hope that you will, will take part in a, a sound bath with your clothes on, of course. <laughs> 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 and really explore the the healing properties of, of sound bath and getting into the vibration that your body, your body experiences, but it impacts every aspect, our body, mind, soul, um, spirit, emotions, every aspect of who we are. So uh, thanks for joining us and uh, continue to, I hope you continue to explore your own journey to inner wisdom. See you next time.